For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. All right, on today's show, we're going to explore what in the world Elon Musk plans to do with Twitter, the blue check mark, and a whole lot more. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. And this is where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show, Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. Today, I'm joined by Michael Stelsner. Mike is the founder and CEO of Social Media Examiner and host of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Mike, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Jerry. It's super excited to be back. You're doing a great job leading the show. I appreciate it. We're going to have Michael back on. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. So let's jump into this. Elon Musk bought Twitter. And for anyone who has missed all of these headlines, there are far more than we can recount. But in general, Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion, which made it a private company. So there's no stockholders to report to anymore. He can kind of do what he wants, right? The company is spending about $4 million a day to operate. And so when Elon came in and heard that, I'm sure he was anxious to make some changes and ended up laying off about half the workforce. So Mike, I know that you listened to when Elon went live on Twitter spaces to talk about the future of the company. Can you start off by just sharing some of the highlights of that? Yeah. So we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff today. And I think this is kind of exciting. First of all, I did listen on November the 9th when Elon went live to talk about the future of the company. And he said a couple of things that I think are really important for everyone to pay attention to. First of all, he said, in the future, Twitter should be a good thing in the world and people will be glad that it exists. Implying today, they're not exactly glad that it exists and it isn't a great thing in the world. He also said that he wants 80% of the world on the platform. He also went on to say that he wants to completely rewrite the software stack and that's going to take some time. And because he said he's a technologist, the evolution of change is going to be exceptionally fast. And we're witnessing that literally live. And he plans to make really, really, really big leaps and radical improvements. But he said the key is for the company to be agile. Okay, so just in summary, he's got really, really big plans. And he's going to move fast and break things in order to be able to get where he believes 80% of the world will be on this platform. Now, about a week ago, on November the 2nd, maybe a little less, more than a week ago, I posted on social, I said, unpopular opinion, I really think Twitter is in desperate need of a makeover. I can't wait to see how Twitter becomes not just a major player in the world of Web3, but also a platform people love to use even more 
than they do now. Now, I want to spend a few minutes keying in on what I think Elon plans to do. First of all, he said he wants Twitter to be the largest social platform, which means, you know, if 80% of the world is going to be using Twitter, he wants this to be right, right. ahead against Facebook, right? So he plans to go direct against Facebook with this thing and be one of the largest platforms in the world. Now, this is where it gets interesting. And you kind of hinted at this earlier, Jerry, because Twitter is now a privately held company and Elon Musk is the largest stakeholder, he's got a lot more agency to make changes without having to report to shareholders because he's the majority shareholder. This is a privately held company and he can do whatever he wants. And this, I think, is really important for people to wrap their heads around. He doesn't have to placate shareholders. He can make whatever changes he wants because he owns this thing, okay? That's really, really important. The second thing is that everything on Twitter is about to evolve very, very quickly. And a side note is Binance. And those of you that are not active in the world of Web3, Binance is the largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world. They are part of the investment that allowed Elon to take over this company. They put half a billion dollars into Twitter. And I think this is important for everybody to wrap their head around. When you have the largest crypto exchange in the world putting a half a billion dollars into Twitter, this is a signal that Elon Musk has plans to make Twitter into something that will be the future of the internet. Because cryptocurrency, if you don't understand it, and it's kind of crazy times right now, it enables all sorts of future possibilities. So I think this could mean maybe Twitter becomes our digital identity. Maybe this is the platform where we get authenticated digital identities that we pay for that somehow, some way are going to sew into the fabric of Web3. And for those that aren't super active on Twitter, and I'm very active on Twitter, there's a very large active community on Twitter that talks about decentralization, that talks about things like NFT projects, that talks about things like decentralized autonomous organizations. So I think that there's going to be some fascinating developments that we see technological innovations that we see coming from Twitter on this front. The other thing is experimentation is going to be a really big part of their future. Elon said that he'll try things and if they don't work, he'll change them. And we're seeing this literally right now. So as of today, they decided to temporarily freeze the blue check mark, which we're going to talk a little bit about later because people are abusing it. What's great about what Elon is doing here is he is very rapidly innovating. He is a tech innovator, right? Remember, he was one of the founders of PayPal. He went on to essentially take Tesla into one of the best, biggest auto companies in the world when they were a tiny little company. And now they're more valuable than all the other automotive companies in the world. Solar, just, you know, underground tunnel digging. I mean, all these technological innovations. So I think that he's going to really do things that are going to bring not just innovations to Twitter, but all social platforms, Jerry. I think all social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, they're all going to be now have a reason to rapidly innovate, which I think is going to be a really great thing for users and also a really good thing for marketers, entrepreneurs, and creators. So you talked about this where, you know, there's no stockholders. He can do what he wants. And we're seeing some of these headlines. Like I pulled a couple, you know, CNN said a day of chaos brings Twitter closer to the brink. And ZDNet said why Twitter will fail shortly. And the media is obviously going for clicks, but it's all about doom and gloom. And now here you're describing this very different vision. I love that you sent out that, you know, put that post up, uh, the unpopular opinion 
a week ago. Do you think it is that outright power that Elon has that's making people assume this is not a good thing? Because I'm kind of with you where I see it as, wow, he's going to be able to do things without having to, you know, appease stockholders. Well, first of all, let's just acknowledge people don't like change, right? Especially if they're happy with the way things are, change is not anything anybody wants, right? And there's a lot of people that have had a great success on Twitter for good, bad, or indifferent, you know, and some of them see that as a threat. They're very concerned that this change is going to lead to all sorts of negative things. They see that he's laying off certain kinds of people or he's letting go of people that are heads of various different departments and they see it as a signal. Oh, it could mean this. Oh, it could mean that. But nobody really knows what it means. And I don't think any of us truly understand what it means to actually come in as one of the richest men in the world, pour $44 billion into something, take it private and remake it from the ground up. That's essentially is what he's doing. I think if it was you, Jerry, who took $44 billion of your money and came in, I guarantee it was me. I would completely renovate the whole thing because I'm sure Elon has a vision. He had a vision when he first tweeted about it and everybody thought he was joking, right? And I really do think after having listened to him that he really wants to change the world in a positive way. He wants everyone to be able to have open dialogue. He wants to stop the spam accounts. He said there are 100 million fake accounts on Twitter. And he said it costs pennies for someone to make a fake account. And we're going to get into this a little bit more later, but I don't know about you, but I get DMs almost every day from scammers and trying to sell me crypto this or crypto that or claiming they're this or claiming they're that. And I really do think that he's going to clean up a lot of this. And I think we'll look back maybe a year from now, maybe less than that and say, wow, look what he did. Because those of us, Jerry, that have been around for a while, like you and me, that have been on Twitter for a very long time, and have very large followings on Twitter, just kind of watched as all the other social platforms pass Twitter by. Innovation after innovation after innovation, why Twitter just was unable to do it. And now they've got someone who's perhaps one of the most biggest innovators in the world that are at the helm. And I'm kind of excited. He's the Tony Stark. <laughs> he really is, you know? And it's interesting because Twitter has always been a place where people didn't have to be themselves almost more than any other network. Instagram, you know, you can get away with that to a, an extent. Facebook has been more about, you know, one profile and it should be yours. And, you know, some people have to upload their ideas. And so this is a different direction for Twitter. But from what I'm hearing you say, you feel like this will improve the platform, bring more honesty, better communication, even if there are fewer people or fewer accounts, I guess. I don't think there's going to be fewer accounts. Actually, uh, okay. Elon tweeted that their growth is stronger than it's ever been. And I don't think it's because you've got crazy people coming on the platform. I think it's because people are coming back to the platform that have already abandoned the platform. We have to remember Twitter is not easy to use. It's a confusing. If you don't understand how it works, this has always been a problem with Twitter's onboarding users into Twitter. So I think very rapidly we're going to see growth on the platform. Right now you have people claiming that they're leaving and maybe some people are going to leave. But again, it's a question of who's really leaving, right? And who's coming. If he can get 80% of the world on this platform and they use it every single day as kind of a utilitarian part of their life, kind of like what people have done with Facebook, well, then I think it's going to be a game changer. Yeah. Well, my personal selfish dream has always been that we could, could we just all be in one place? Yeah. When Google Plus came out, I was like, oh, this is pretty neat, but nobody's here, you know? So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And as marketers, I know we're always looking at this and I'm excited about some of the things that Elon has been saying, especially the way that 
you've kind of interpreted them. But as marketers, we're always going, okay, is this going to be a platform that I'm going to put my time and money into for myself and my clients? And what I'm hearing you say, and you tell me if I'm wrong, is you're saying this may be the best time to start putting more time in there? Or do you feel like as marketers, we should let it shake out for a month or so first or what? Well, I think we'll talk about this a little bit when we talk about Twitter blue, but I don't think you should just leave the platform right now. I think those of us that have been on the platform for a while are going to have an advantage. Maybe we should just like transition to the next segment where I can unravel this a little bit. But here's what I will say. As marketers, we want to be where the world is. And if Elon Musk is successfully able to bring the world to Twitter, then it would behoove us to understand how to use Twitter, how to be on this platform. And keep in mind right now, Twitter has become the town square. It's where people go to have discussion. Twitter spaces has crushed Clubhouse. You know, I once wrote that I thought Clubhouse would be the next big social platform. Twitter spaces has completely crushed it. They're the best platform for people to come and talk live to each other. They've really got that part down, okay? They've already hinted that they're going to be doing a lot more things that are going to bring it in line with some of the other features and functions of the other platform. So imagine if Twitter had all the exact same capabilities that Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok had, but they were better. Imagine that possibility. Imagine if you, as a content creator, could actually get your content seen on this platform. I think that's going to be possible because I think that's what Elon Musk is trying to build here. Not something that's broken because it's broken right now, but something that actually functions and works the way everybody hopes it will work. Well, let's definitely talk about Twitter Blue. Michael Stelzner is back on the show as the guest this week to talk about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. And we're going to jump into that here in just a second. If you are thinking, by the way, about your ideal 2023 marketing results and what they're going to look like, you looking to double sales, increase leads, anything like that, you can score more wins for your company or clients when you attend the 10th annual Social Media Marketing World. And by the way, congratulations, Mike and the entire Social Media Examiner team. I can't believe the 10th year is coming up. You can discover cutting edge techniques that work when you get your ticket today at socialmediamarketing.world, at socialmediamarketing.world. So let's talk about Twitter Blue, because of all of the news that's been coming out over the last few weeks, this seems to be the cornerstone of where this is going to be going and kind of part of the vision. So Twitter Blue is the subscription service, and they've had it for a while. And these are the people that got to edit their tweets now. Elon's first thing that got all the headlines going around this was, we're going to raise the price and you're going to have to pay it if you want that verified blue check mark. And so, you know, Mike, I know you and the social media examiner Twitter accounts have the verified blue check mark. And so I'm sure that kind of, you know, caught your ear when he announced that. But it includes the blue check mark via verification, priority and replies, mentions and search. They're talking about one of the features maybe being able to post longer video and audio content, half as many ads and different things like that. So what were your thoughts? And what are your thoughts as we're hearing Twitter Blue sort of evolve here over the last couple of weeks? Yes. First of all, a couple of extra points that's really important, I think, for uh, marketers. Twitter Blue, if you go to their site and you look at it, once you get verified, you cannot change your name. This is really important. There's Mm. been plenty of marketers in the past that have changed their name by putting hashtags in there or putting descriptions next to their name. Once you get the blue check mark, it will be impossible for you to change your name, okay? They'll make exceptions if you get married or divorced and stuff like that, but you won't be able to alter your name. This is really important signal that they're trying to go for true identity, okay? 
So just keep in mind that if you pay the $7.99 and you do not have the blue check mark, you will instantly get the blue check mark. I have friends that have done it, but your name will be uneditable. Okay, really important. So don't get cutesy with it and try to put something in there because you're stuck with it, you know? Emoji. Yeah. 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 In addition, as of now, it's not possible for you to create a new account and get a blue check mark. They've halted that. They halted that on November the 9th. The reason they're doing that is they're trying to stop people from basically creating fake accounts. Okay. Now, some of the things I want to talk about are some of the objections that people are having. Like one of the big objections that a lot of people are having is, well, isn't the whole point of the check mark that I'm different than everybody else and that I'm special or I'm official? Why should I pay for that? Right. So the bigger issue I think that a lot of people have is why would I pay $8 a month for a blue check mark? And I think it's important that we have a historical perspective on this. When the product is free, the user is the product and the advertiser is the customer. Let me repeat that again. When the product is free, all of us are the product and the advertiser is the customer. When the product is paid, the users are the customer. Elon is flipping the script. This is really important for everyone to understand. When we use free social platforms, which all of them are free, we are the product. And every action we take is being monitored and sold to the highest bidder. When we are paid, now all of a sudden, that's the beginning of the flipping of the script. If I'm going to continue to pay $8 a month, then I am the customer and taking care of me is going to be the prime directive of Twitter. People gladly pay $30 a month on LinkedIn for their most basic paid thing. And some pay as much as $50 to $80 a month for LinkedIn. Lots of people, millions of people pay. WhatsApp used to charge every single user every single month. I think it was two bucks a month until about a year after Facebook acquired them because that's how they got their operating revenue. And that's how they were able to be ad free. Okay. So if this is a signal to everyone paying attention, there's a probability that eventually there will be an ad-free Twitter. Let me say that again. There's a probability that in the future, there will be no advertisers on Twitter. Instead, there will be rapid innovation and rapid benefits coming to the customer. If you think about China, what's the app that everybody uses in China, Jerry? WeChat. WeChat. It's a super app. People can't live without it. It handles everything. This is what Elon is trying to build, a super app, okay? And I think that's really, really, really important and really, really valuable. So to the price thing, I don't think it's unreasonable for someone to pay, not just to have the blue check mark, but to actually know that you're legitimately who you are. And right now they're dealing with some problems, literally right now, where they have people faking to be someone else. And Elon has made it very clear that you will be banned from the platform if you're impersonating someone else. And they will be really militant about doing that. So why is Elon even charging $7.99 a month? Let's talk about that. First of all, you mentioned $4 million a day is what the operating cost is for Twitter. That's approximately billion dollars a year just to operate the business, okay? Which is part of the reason why they had to lay off some people. And by the way, just as a side note, just a few days ago, our friend Mark Zuckerberg laid off 11,000 people. So this is not unusual during economic uncertainty that people lose their job and they get laid off. Jack Dorsey, one of the co-founders of Twitter, 
recently publicly apologized on Twitter that he was overspent when he was the CEO. People forget just but a few months ago that he left as the CEO of Twitter and went full in on Block, which was formerly known as Square. So people also may not be aware that Jack Dorsey also contributed $1 billion. He is one of the investors in the new Twitter with Elon Musk. So Jack Dorsey is coming back with Elon Musk, the original co-founder of Twitter to help build this thing out, okay? So this is stuff that people don't totally wrap their heads around. So here's what Elon said. He said, the goal is for everyone to be verified because he said only verified content is going to be seen on Twitter. He said this on November 9th. This is really important for people to wrap their head around. If you're not verified, no one will see your content. That is where we're going, okay? So we're going to a feed where only verified content is going to be seen in the feed. And he said it's going to be akin to Gmail. You know how in your Gmail, you got your promotion tab and your spam tab and only the real legit stuff gets to the inbox? It's exactly where he's going with Twitter. And that was the analogy where I kind of find it, because at first I was like, why would the, oh, the Gmail analogy really, really works with that. But as marketers, then, and you know, you mentioned, I can't get this out of my head until I ask you about it. You know, you said Twitter may become ad-free at some point if they can generate enough revenue other places. So what is the opportunity for us as marketers then? Do you see it becoming more of like LinkedIn where it's more about building relationships and less about direct advertising? Let's be clear. Most marketers do not use paid acquisition. Most marketers use organic marketing. So it's only really sophisticated marketers or larger entities that pay to acquire customers. Most marketers are generating organic original content across the social platforms with the hope that they're going to draw a loyal audience to them and cultivate a relationship that will ultimately go off platform to become a customer. So if advertising is eventually gone, and I don't know if it will be, but he said today it's 50% less ads you're going to see. Tomorrow it could be 25% less ads. You know, as more and more people go into Twitter blue, the revenue will offset the revenue necessary from the ad side of the house. And maybe eventually there'll just be some very basic value added services. Maybe there'll be Twitter blue and maybe there'll be Twitter blue plus, you know, and maybe that'll get you a little bit more exposure. Who knows? Right. So that's not an advertisement. That's just like maybe extra utility that's going to come to people. So I think it's really important for people to wrap their heads around this. Everyone is going to need, if you're a marketer, or you're a creator, or you're an entrepreneur, everyone will need the blue check mark. Without the blue check mark, your content will not be seen. Elon essentially said that. I just listened to it, you know, a few hours ago. That's really, really, really important. He also said that you can only have one Twitter blue account per phone number and per credit card. Wow. No family plan? <laughs> this is really important to understand. This is the way that he's going to combat spam. He said, yes, there are malicious actors out there who could spin up fake Twitter accounts, but what they can't spin up is unlimited credit cards and unlimited telephones because your phone is going to be your authentication device and the credit card is going to be a secondary authentication device. So you're going to need to have a credit card that allows recurring billing and you're going to need a phone number in order to be able to set up a new account. What does that tell you, Jerry? He's moving towards an identity-based system. This is the way he's going to combat spammers, you know, or malicious marketers or whatever you want to call it, the people that ruined the platform in the first place. It's going to be a lot harder for people to set up second, third, fourth, and fake accounts because it'll be tied to an identity. That's really important. A couple things that I think they need to fix. There's personal brands and there's 
brand brands, right? Like Michael Stelzner is a personal brand. Social Media Examiner is a brand brand. There was talk that there was going to be an official label, but Elon just confirmed that that is not going to be the case because he does not want to create a class system. And he said there are sometimes there are multiple official accounts inside of different entities, depending on how big the entity is. So they're dropping that official label. So what I'm not sure about is whether or not, like when I had to apply for my Facebook, I lose track, I'm verified across a bunch of platforms. I'm pretty certain I had to provide my identity when I got my Twitter checkmark. Originally, I had to upload a driver's license and all sorts of stuff. I don't think that's what's happening today, which is why they temporarily paused Twitter Blue to stop this from happening. So they've got to figure out a way to allow people who are official brands and official personalities to retain their blue check mark. So far, I haven't lost my blue check mark. Social Media Examiner hasn't lost it. My hope is that they'll use some sort of proof of identity. There's plenty of proof of identity services that are out there that I've had to use in various different services where they get on video with you, they check your driver's license, and they, you know, they do all sorts of cool stuff. I think that's what's going to happen. But I just want you to imagine a world where you are legitimately who you claim you are, and that check mark will verify that, right? <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> Your brand is legitimately who the brand claims it is, and everything else is hidden. All of a sudden, do you think there'll be pseudonyms? Do you think there'll be people hiding behind fake names on Twitter? All that's going to go away. Yeah. Twitter has already always been great for making connections and you know community and things like that. But this would obviously take it to a whole new level. And you brought up a great point. There are a lot of like major corporations, airlines, and coffee chains where they already have multiple Twitter accounts, where it's one for customer service and one for branding and different things like that. So would envision them having sort of that, whatever that official is across multiple. Well, there won't be an official is what he said. There's just going yeah. to be a blue check mark and everybody, brands and businesses and individuals will all have the same check mark. How they get the check mark is the big question. That's the part that all of us are curious about. As of yesterday, anyone could have opened up an account, claimed to be someone they're not, and got a blue check mark. That was how it was yesterday. They paused it today and they're getting it right. So hopefully tomorrow they'll have identity verification. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask about Twitter spaces because you'd mentioned earlier that Twitter spaces basically killed Clubhouse and Twitter spaces is the audio part of that. Twitter has talked about podcasts being part of that and all of these other things. And as soon as that came out, I thought immediately, because as you mentioned, Twitter is where people go to have conversations you know, Twitter can become the comment section for podcasts, which they don't have, which is fantastic. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on Twitter spaces as they're evolving this, especially as part of Twitter Blue and this whole new direction. Have you heard anything from what Elon has said or anything that he's doing that you see this continuing to move forward as a big thing? Well, here's what we do know. A couple of months ago, Twitter revamped spaces. The way it used to work is you click on the little microphone or whatever the symbol was. I don't think it was a microphone. And then you would see all the live Twitter spaces. Now, when you click on it, it's totally different. You see curated podcasts to listen to, which I'm not sure if he's going to keep that or if he's going to get rid of that. But I kind of don't really care for the way it's currently organized because they make it really hard for you to discover Twitter spaces outside of people that you're following. And I really hope that they bring back some sort of categories of different kinds of Twitter spaces, because I can imagine if there's different things going on in the world right now, I would love to be able to go find a space, 
even if I don't follow those people to just see what they're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm hopeful that they're going to bring that back. But right now they've combined the social audio and the podcasting, which is long form, non-social audio all into one tab, which looks like a microphone in the bottom. And, you know, a lot of my friends are in the profile at the top and I reached out to them. I'm like, well, how'd you get there? They're all, I don't even know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I want my picture in there, you know, of my show, but yeah, it's, it's a little mess right now. And I think hopefully he's going to clean that part up, but there was like, I think 2.1 million people that listened to Elon's space that he did literally just a few days ago. So I think it clearly works. I would love to see Twitter spaces evolve. Like immediately after a Twitter space, it'd be great if there was a transcript, you know, so people that don't want to listen to the whole thing linearly can read it. Mm -hmm. But I'm super optimistic that from what I've heard from Elon himself, they're working on so many things and people inside of Twitter are highly incentivized to make these things happen. So I can't wait to see where it goes, Jerry. I think Twitter spaces is not going away. I think it'll only become a more important part of the platform. But right now, it's just not super easy to find a space to listen to that isn't already happened, you know, because when it's already happened, you can see it on someone's Twitter profile. But the other side of it is it's also very hard to find old Twitter spaces. Like on YouTube, it's really easy. You can put a playlist together and you can see all the prior versions of this show. But on Twitter spaces, you can't do that. You got to scroll through the feed and you just got to keep going until you see the one you're looking for. And it doesn't show up under the media tab or anything along those lines. So I, I feel like there's a big opportunity for them to radically improve spaces. Well, Elon has said they are literally rewriting the code from the start with some of this stuff. So anything is possible. And I love hearing your vision of where this is going to go. And, you know, despite all these headlines of, you know, Twitter's on the brink and all of that kind of stuff, Elon is not a guy who's used to failing, right? He has had success over and over and over again. Twitter will not fail. And most people are not even going to leave Twitter because from a consumer's perspective, Twitter works the same as it worked yesterday. There's nothing different from a consumer perspective. It's really the inside baseball side of this where a lot of people are making hypotheses as to, oh, he's going to do this, oh, he's going to do that. But if you open up Twitter today, it functions exactly the same way as it did two weeks ago before Elon Musk acquired the company. So I don't think your average users on Twitter are going to notice any of this. I think it's just us really inside the world that are like microscopically analyzing everything he's doing. Yeah. So that's just my two cents. Well, that's a fair point because people are reacting like you open it now and it's Elon's face everywhere and and you have to buy a Tesla and you know none of that is happening. It looks exactly the same as it did. So I appreciate this vision that you've shared and Mike tends to be humble, but he has been right about the future many, many, many times. Any final thoughts that you want to share about this before we wrap up? If you haven't been on Twitter in a while, it's actually a lot of fun. I would strongly encourage everybody that does not have a Twitter verification to go ahead and purchase it and it's only eight bucks. I mean, like that's a small amount of money if you are a creator or you're a marketer to just go ahead and lock in your brand or your personality on there, you know, and just get that blue check mark. Because my guess is if somebody else for whatever crazy reason can lock that in before you lock it in, I don't know. I mean, like your name is going to be locked forever when you put that blue check mark in there. So I would advise people to get their blue check marks, bite the bullet, pay the eight bucks. It's not a lot of money. And let's just see where Elon takes this thing. All right. Hey, quick reminder that Social Media Examiner, the 10th event is coming and we would love to see you there. If you want to get ready for 2023, start planning now. All you have to do is get your ticket at whatever fits your budget at socialmediamarketing.world. 
You can find more about Mike on his two podcasts, the Social Media Marketing Podcast, as well as the Crypto Business Podcast, where they talk about all things related to Web3. And Twitter might even become part of that conversation, it sounds like, sooner rather than later. So, Mike, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Jerry. All right. Take care, everybody. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.